Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mega Ran, and I'm on the podcast. That makes you want to snap. Ah! <laughs> anyway, it's Matt Mania, the wrestling nerdy hip-hop collection of all things geeky that we love. Um, today's episode is all about the Intercontinental Championship. So I went into, I believe the guy who was intercontinental champion when I got back into wrestling which was in the 90s and that's the music I used which was Ken Shamrock um, big fan of his work in the ring and the octagon so had to go with his music to start this one off anyway my special guest is a guy named Juan Kadavid. Juan is a producer at Fuse TV uh, fan of all the things I'm a fan of so we just got a chance to kind of just nerd out about hip hop about wrestling about games everything so it was a great talk uh definitely a good dude to know and i appreciate him taking some time in the corner of the bcec in boston during pax east to chat with me that's right i did pax east just came back from it It was my fourth pax east and um it was great man i had a blast out there i was exhausted though absolutely exhausted i'm so glad to be home for a month almost and then starting another tour on the West Coast that I'll be explaining more about later. So anyway, we got into a whole lot of stuff, so I really want to get into this episode because we are on the heels of Payback, which is coming up. So uh, this is going to be an episode that hits before that. So we'll talk Payback beforehand. We'll talk Intercontinental Champions. And then I'll be back early next week for a Payback wrap-up, maybe. And um, we're coming toward the end of what I consider to be a first season of, um, of episodes. Uh, I plan to do this thing kind of sparingly so I wouldn't have to break my back doing it while I was on the road. But it's been a lot of fun and some of you listen, so that's even cooler. But anyway, if you are listening out there, make sure you keep uh, sharing it and five-starring it. Leave some reviews on iTunes and um, tell people you like it, man. There's a lot of podcasts out there, so I try to make sure we do something different for you every time. So, it's me, it's Wonka David, we're talking Intercontinental Champion, we're talking about current day hip-hop, current day wrestling, and current day and classic gaming. It's going to be a fun time. Um, Alright, I'll see y'all later. It's Megaran, it's Matt Mania, ring the bell. Yo, what's going on, everybody? This is Mega Ran, and I am live at PAX East for a special on-location episode of Matt Mania. I have a special guest right next to me, Mr. Juan Kadavid. What's yo, up? Yo, what's going on, everybody? Yo, so we started talking about wrestling really quick. Uh, real quick, he's a producer for Fuse TV, and as we were doing an interview, we talked about hip-hop, and then we started talking about wrestling, and uh, he mentioned how much of an addict he was for wrestling. And I hope this doesn't get you in trouble at work, but, uh, <laughs> nah. but I heard that you, uh, you tend to watch the network a lot, and um, even while working. Yeah, I mean, uh, first of all, thanks for having me, because uh, I'm an avid listener, so this is super cool. Um, yeah, man, it's pretty well documented at work that if you're going to walk by my computer, if I'm not working, researching what I need to do for work, I will be on the network or on the Square Circle Reddit, subreddit. So yeah, I'm. I have a problem. So are you a lurker in there? Or do you do you post content as well? Are you how how are you on the Reddit? Oh, I'm an avid. Um, I comment a lot. I post questions when I think about stuff that I don't remember. Like you know, like the last thing I asked like the whole community, I was like, 
Um, was there a reason why WWE let go of EC3? Was like was there a specific reason? Mm. Just because like I saw him live at an independent show in New York, so I was like, I wonder if there was a specific reason to let him go. So I asked the community, and everybody answered like, oh, you know, it was just because he got hurt a lot, and there was just a lot of stuff going on. So, okay. you know, I'm that kind of dude. I don't post videos, or I mean, when I do stuff for work that I think they'd enjoy because it's wrestling related i would be like hey check this link out you might like it okay um but i'm not one of these like you know posting every day getting upvotes you know yeah. so your karma's pretty good on on reddit i'm guessing yeah it's not bad <laughs> all right <laughs> cool cool i uh discovered reddit a few years ago and uh it's become like my go-to spot as mm -hmm. well for stuff for hip-hop and wrestling stuff there's always some good stuff in there all right so let's talk about your relationship with wrestling uh where did it begin uh, what does it progress to, and um, and then we'll talk about the current day. But let's just talk about sure. how it started. Where were you? What were you watching that got you in? Um, I was nine years old. Um, my dad had a girlfriend who owned a beauty salon, and next to her beauty salon there was a VHS rental place. And when she would watch me, she'd go, "Here's some money, and go next door, rent whatever you want. You could watch it in the back." Hmm. Uh, you know, I'm walking around looking to what to looking for what to watch, and they had a wrestling wall. You know, Coliseum video. Uh, so the first first thing I ever saw was WrestleMania five. Nice. Okay. Um, what was the main event in that one? That was WrestleMania uh, five. Was I believe it was was it Warrior Savage? Yeah, Warrior Savage was five. I think so. Yeah, yeah Warrior Savage was five. Okay, because Savage won it at four. Yeah, and kept it to five. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that was the first one. So who are you rooting for then? Because this is a uh, oh, I was I was a heel savage. I was savage time. all day. Um, I I've always been attracted to since I was young. I was a Macho Man guy. Just the colors, <laughs> the glasses, just all his aura, everything of him. Just you know, I mean, I was super into Hogan as well. But Macho Man was like my jam. That's my favorite wrestler of all time. So you definitely um, we're already vibing. We're already vibing. Okay, so WrestleMania five. That was might have been around the time I started kind of falling out of it. Um, a lot of the dudes that I remember from tag team wrestling were kind of breaking into single stuff, yeah. and a lot of those guys wound up moving into what would be um, I think some of the most competitive intercontinental mm -hmm. uh, title uh, pictures. Yeah. So this one is mostly going to be about the intercontinental championship. All right. Now today, though, before I get to Oof. all of that, where are you today? On, on wrestling, like so, have you been in from from five on, like nonstop? Have you um, fallen off? How's it been? I was all in up until two thousand. I would say the pretty much the whole ruthless aggression area, era. Mm -hmm. yeah. Excuse me. Mm -hmm. I kind of checked out for a bit. I, I remember them introducing Brock, and then I just stopped. Really? Not because of him. I just I, I just stopped. You know, I, I I met my my now wife, my girlfriend then. So mm -hmm. like I was more into like that and. I've always had other interests like video games, so it just, you know, I just cut it out of my life for no reason in particular. And then I came back in like 2006, I want to say, because I met a homie who is my friend now, and he was super interesting as well, so we kind of both came in at the same time. Nice, nice. Um, but yeah, man, ever since then though, like I'm, I watch every Monday. I watched the pay-per-views. I got the network. I was a network since the network came out. So, yeah. like, yeah, like, I'm, I'm in. I'm still in. I think the network got me not necessarily in because I was already back in for about three years now or so. But I think it got me more invested in it, mm -hmm. you know, where I was like, oh, I can watch all the old stuff? What? You know, finding out that they had old NWA stuff and things like that. That's what made the, the network a must-buy for me. So that, But then that wound up getting me further into it. So I wound up... Um, Really, really in for better or for worse, I could say these days. But um, but yeah, I'm kind of I'm kind of all in now, you know. So I'm learning how to watch the show without necessarily getting upset at things that I thought was going to happen, not mm -hmm. happening, and things yeah. like that. And oh. Not getting wrapped up in what you know what what dirt sheets might say, or sure. what, what rumors you hear, and then it not coming true, and then being upset or predictable finishes and things like that. I'm just trying to learn how to appreciate the art of wrestling sure. for what it is and the, the athleticism and the storytelling and just have fun with it. So what kind of fan are you? Are you a fan that watches and says, like, you know, uh, a smart fan, so to speak? Yeah. Or are you? Are you? I, I, I mean, I would say I'm a smart fan, but I also, like, um, 
when you say like you're hoping for a result but it never happens, like perfect example is the whole Cena era where you're just like, mm. all right, today is going to be the time he loses. No, nope. <laughs> he won. And then you're like, why did I think he was going to lose? Like, of course he wins. <laughs> but um, I also see it where, you know, I don't hate anyone. I Like, you know, if I don't want Cena to win, that doesn't mean I don't like him for any specific reason. I just, I just like, all right, it's getting stale. I want someone else. I want to see someone else on top. Okay. And doing what I do, I've gotten a chance to talk to a lot of these guys and everyone's super awesome, you know, outside of the ring. So I, I am a fan, but then I also see like, you know, perfect example is like the whole Roman thing right now. Like mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm one of those like, you know, like they need to like do something. Like they turn them heel, you know, that kind of stuff. But I also see like the dude's working his ass off. You know yeah, what I mean? I feel like, you know, I, I've, been, I've been to a couple of shows recently, man, that the booze were just deafening. I, sure. I went to Mania and then the Raw after, and it was just rough. And I've gotten to the point where, I don't know if I was just feeling bad, mm-hmm. but I was just like, man, like, this guy's working. Like, let him work, yeah. man. You know, I was the only person in my section standing up the first time <laughs> I heard the V guy thing, but now it's been like every week since then. But the first time I heard that I'm not a bad guy, I'm not a good guy, I'm the guy, you know, I was like, yeah! You know, so... I, I f- I've begun to kind of feel bad. I feel like the um, the fans are kind of sometimes hijacking yeah. the progress of the of the show and the Going story. Going into business for themselves, as they like to mm, say. That's what they say, you know. So I don't know. How do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like that's a thing? Like, is that a real thing? Like, can can, can fans, you know, d- derail I that th- kind of thing, or should they have the power because they're the viewers and the, the people spending money? I think they have, you know, the right to cheer whoever they want, boo whoever they want, they're paying their money to see it. But at the same token, the people you're paying to see, let them do what they do. You know, um, you of course, boo boo Roman Reigns. I boo Roman Reigns. Um, <laughs> yeah. Not, you know, just because I want to voice my opinion, like, you know, mm-hmm. I don't like what you're doing with his character. It has yeah. nothing to do with him, because I think he's an awesome talent. He works his ass off. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he's doing what he loves. But at the same time, there are shows where you, the crowd is just like saying stuff and just randomly <laughs> doing things. While I get they're having fun, you're kind of a little bit disrespecting the people who are putting their bodies on the line in front of you for your enjoyment, and then you're there chanting about a beach ball. Yeah. You know, like you, you clamor for women's wrestling, women's wrestling, and then they put them in an eight-man tag so they could get on the show, so you could get some women's wrestling, and then they're chanting... You know, for people who aren't there, yeah. they're chanting for CM Punk, who's like not having, hasn't been there for years, and his wife isn't even there. <laughs> so stuff like that, I just think it's a little on the obnoxious side. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, I mean, they paid the money to be there, so I just, I don't subscribe to that. Yeah, yeah, I think it's it's a little bit. I don't know the line is, I don't know it's getting blurred, but I feel like it's a little weird when I go to a show now and I'm just like, whoa, these guys are they're they're literally trying to run the show almost, mm-hmm. and. Um, it's crazy. So for that reason, I'm almost like, yeah, Vince, like, don't turn them <laughs> heel. Like, just do your thing, you know, like, let the show play out, you know, sure. because something cool might happen and things have been happening in the last couple of weeks. So, again, we're talking about coming up to the current time. Uh, overall, do you have a, just a short synopsis on what's your opinion on WWE today? Like um, today as in the last few months or so. I feel like WWE today, they get a lot of things right. But then they also do a lot of things that get it, what they got right, get it wrong, and then they're back at square one. Mm. Um, I do feel that I want Roman to be healed because I feel that's be- best for him. Because mm-hmm. um, I feel like, and I agree, but I listen to like, all, like we said, I listen to all the podcasts. I listen to Austin's podcast, mm-hmm. Ross's podcast. And I agree with them. Like, he needs to turn heel to get that heat and then, you know, come through. And then, um, just like, you know, perfect example is like, Rollins, like he was a heel for so long. When he comes back, it's gonna be oh, absurd gonna be how much of a baby he's gonna be. It's gonna be huge. Um, so I, I feel like they do do a lot of things right, but they do shoot themselves in the foot like a lot. And you know, but it's like I still keep watching because <laughs> I have faith. And the stuff that they get good, it's it's so good sometimes that you're just like, this is why I watch. Yep. Like yep. watching AJ Styles come to WWE. To this day, is surreal to see him in that ring. Yeah, I never thought I'd see it. You know, that's been amazing. So I like to try to spin things as positively as possible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and you did mention AJ, but I just want you to, what's your favorite thing about it right now? Is it is it AJ? Like, is it like what's what's the thing where you're like, yeah, they're getting this right, and I love seeing this thing. Um, three words, man. The new day. That's. <laughs> I mean, that's that, to me. That's the best thing on the show, mm-hmm. and I gauge it. Because my, my, uh, my eight-year-old daughter is a huge fan, and she watches with me, mm-hmm. and she absolutely loves The New Day. 
So I use her as a barometer, and she's not, they, you know, she's the age group they market to, but she doesn't follow what, they're, what they want her to follow. So, like, I mean, she loves, you know, Cena, but she's not a Roman Reigns fan. Can't hmm. stand him. Wow. And she's an eight-year-old. Wow. Her favorite wrestler is Sheamus. Wow. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sheamus comes out, and she, I took her to an MSG uh, a house show. She lost her shit. She went crazy for she Sheamus. She went crazy for Sheamus. <laughs> That's um, awesome. Yeah, and um, obviously the women, she's just, like, over the moon with, like, Becky and Sasha. Um, but, I, you know, that's that stuff is kind of what I think they're getting right. Um, I kind of – I'm very curious to see what they're going to do with AJ and Roman. But right now, I guess, besides the New Day, is what's going to happen with this Bulletproof slash Bullet Club oh, yeah. with Anderson and Gallows no and knows, now yeah. Finn losing to Joe. So, like, that is what has me, like... Well, we're going to get to all that because right, I'm, right. I'm very, very curious. And I definitely want to talk about that. Definitely. Uh, we're going to get to that. All right, real quick, we also talked about video games. Mm -hmm. So I want to briefly get into that. Um, Let's do it. What's your, what's your earliest video game memory? Earliest video game memory, I came to the U.S., I'm Colombian, mm -hmm. when I was five. Mm. My, my dad got me an NES, but he didn't know what game to get me, so he got me Rambo. <laughs> have you played Rambo for I have, NES? I have, I have. It's a tough game. Oh. I, I, it's like one of those games where I'm like, this doesn't have an ending, because it, <laughs> it, it just like repeats the same thing over and over. Yes! <laughs> and I'm like five or six, and I'm playing that, and I'm like, what That's am I doing? a tough game for a five-year-old. Oh, it's tough. But like, he didn't know. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, you got the knives, the throwing knives, and the um, you're fighting, throwing grenades at the helicopters. Um, it's a fun game, but yeah, it's so oh, yeah. repetitive. Like, I didn't, I didn't think it ever would end, and I don't, I don't ever beat it. But the music was dope. Music was dope. Music was dope. I love that. Um, I think it was one of those games where you go into a town or something, and then it's like, it felt exactly like Zelda 2. Yeah. I think it had oh. the same engine or something. Like it was, it was Zelda 2's side-scrolling mission mm -hmm. part. I don't know. That was interesting. I don't know if they maybe just stole it, just jacked it, or what. I don't Probably. know. Probably. Because it was really similar, like the life bars at the top. But anyway, Rambo. All right. So, favorite game of all time? Uh, the, I always say this. It's it's hard, and you know because you're a video game fan. It's so hard. Um, Metal Gear Solid, man. Mm. Like, that game, like, changed my life like i i played that game and i was i just didn't know games could do that to me yeah like when liquid reveals himself oh, as being master miller like it's, i i couldn't out it, it was it was absurd like that those are my fondest i have so many but wow. that game just absolutely changed my entire life it did people always ask me like hey if there's another you know game that you would explore like you did final fantasy you know mega man it would be metal gear solid for me oh. because that game just it hit me it was, and i guess it was such an influential time you know i was just starting college like getting into the Metal Gear games and stories, it gets a little convoluted later mm -hmm. on. But uh, such a such a gripping uh, sequence of events, man. Great, great game. Uh, have you played the new one? Yes. Mixed feelings one? about. Um, <laughs> I was super excited for it. I mean, I love the core engine of it, of what you can do. Mm -hmm. It's it looks absolutely beautiful when you mm -hmm. play it. Um, Having said that, uh, and I have a you know I have a close circle of friends that I've known since we were all like nine years old, and we're all we all like the same game, so we all are huge Metal Gear fans, okay. and we were very 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 uh, I don't want to spoil anything for those who haven't beat it, but we were very upset. Please at the don't ending. spoil it. Yeah, okay. we were upset at the <laughs> ending. That's the biggest thing. Like, and um, you know a lot of the stuff got repetitive. Okay. You know. So was it a story thing that happens in the ending that gets you like, oh come on really, or is it just like a bad week? ending where you're just like that's it uh it was more <laughs> of like really again because it's it has remnants of something that's happened oh, in the past and you're just uh, like oh come on so they got kind of lazy with it i feel like they got kind of lazy but also there was so much going on in development of that game with kojima and konami and how long it took and how they wanted it out already so it, it definitely felt they were just like all right we're gonna have to cut this short so here it is unfortunately um, not to say I still have it. Yeah. I play it from my time. I'm yeah. never going to get rid of it because it's a Metal Gear game. And yeah. to me, Metal Gear is the holy grail. So, you know. <laughs> nice, nice. So that's your favorite series? Um, among, among, among them, yes. That is Metal Gear. I'm a huge, huge Zelda fan. Mm -hmm. Like Zelda is, you know, Link to the Past. Best Ocarina. Zelda game. Link to the Past. <laughs> yes. Sorry. You know, Link yes. to the Past is just... You know, it's always between Ocarina and Link, oh, yeah. Link to the Past for people, but it's Link to the Past for me, too. Absolutely. It's such a great game. Did you play the DS version? That they oh, I, I mean, I mean the, the, when I saw what it looked like and how it played, 
you like didn't even must buy. Yeah, yeah you did, I didn't even have to think twice. Instant. Yeah, once I saw a little bit of the graphic style, I was like, I know what they're doing. Okay, I'm buying. I'm yeah. in. <laughs> so good. I think I bought a DS for that game. Oh man! All right, so you still so you play portable stuff too? You in the yeah? I actually house? have my DS in my bag right now. Nice. So. You're probably getting crazy street passes right now. Yo, I keep telling my uh, my homie who works with me at Fuse, my mm-hmm. camera guy and mm-hmm. another producer. Uh, I'm like, dude, my street pass is blowing up blowing everywhere up. I go. And you have to keep updating them yeah, or you'll lose them. So that's the thing. I probably got to go back and get on mine because yeah, you'll lose them. If and you, you don't. know how it tells you like. Are you sure you want to go to the plaza? You have games you have left to play with these people. I'm like, I can't waste all this time playing. The yeah, exactly. <laughs> Give me those people because you'll just lose them. But, yeah, PAX is the time to max out street passes, dude. It will just keep coming. Absolutely. Because, like, everybody here has one. Yeah. So, uh, is this your first? No, this is not your first PAX, right? This is not my your first rodeo. Yeah, this is my second PAX East. Okay. And I went to PAX Prime two years ago in Seattle. Nice, nice. Um, so, yeah. This is my do third. you do conventions a lot? With what, what you do? With you, uh, I try, I mean, we are a predominant, we, we were just known for music, but now we're doing, you know, more pop culture stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we're going to E3. We've gone to E3 in the past, but nice. since I'm, I've am i been part of the music part of it, every year the Bonnaroo Music Festival lands the same week as ah. E3. <laughs> so I've been sent to Bonnaroo and not E3, but this mm-hmm. year is the year. This year? All this right. year's the year. I think I'll be there too, so I'll see you out there. Awesome. There's bells going on. <laughs> <laughs> cookies. Somebody's giving out cookies. Oh, man. So one thing I love about PAX is the music. So we were just talking mm-hmm. about that. Um, did you? So you got a chance to catch Samus last I night? absolutely did. Okay. Was that your first time seeing her? Yes. Okay. That's a great first time to, to be able to catch her. I've been, you know, been following her for a while. We're good buddies. Mm-hmm. And, like, I was really proud to see her up there killing it, you know. Now, you said that she gave you a an answer about best soundtracks yes so i want to talk to you real quick about soundtracks as a as a sound guy and a music mm-hmm. guy you know and what are your favorite soundtracks are they different from your favorite games <laughs> um yeah i mean i would be remiss without saying final fantasy 7 is mm-hmm. just on an incredible composition of music mm-hmm. in that game so i love it um so real quick about the uh, about Final Fantasy VII. So the remake's coming. Um, do you want to hear new music or do you want the same music? I want the same music. If I hear new music, I'm going to be, be upset. Yeah, I'll be upset. So, uh, but obviously it probably wouldn't be that MIDI style of the oh, PS1. Oh, sure. So it'll probably be more, you know, orchestral stuff. But you want to see orchestral versions of yes. I want to see in stereo, orchestral, yeah. you know, grand, you know, that's what versions of these incredible, incredible. Uh, any other soundtracks like um, you, you like that? I'm gonna hit you with one that to this day is probably my number one, and I've talked about it on my podcast at work. Mm-hmm. Um, Donkey Kong Country Two, man. Yes. Donkey Kong mm-hmm. Country Two. I bought that cassette from Nintendo Power, <laughs> and I'm not lying. I would when I would go because you know when you're young, my parents would be like, "Yo, ten o'clock, time to go to bed. Mm-hmm. Can't watch TV." But I I was allowed to play so music. Play the music. I played that cassette Country. every single night going to bed i have it on my phone right now wow so that to me is the greatest soundtrack so dope now i'm gonna i'm gonna give a true gamer confession that i did not like the donkey Kong country really at all i don't know what it is i never really i guess gave him a fair shake i even tried to get the new one on ds and i was like this isn't really fun to me and so i didn't get through it but i love the soundtrack i Mm -hmm. listen to him on youtube i keep him on loop and it's so fun and uh, so I love the music, but I don't know. I just never got into the gameplay of any of the Donkey Kong Country games. Yeah, I'm, mm. a, I'm a mark for Donkey Kong Country. <laughs> One, two, and I three. I have my Super Nintendo copies at home. I got Tropical Freeze for Wii U. Oh, I man. got the the one for 3DS. Yeah, I'm. You got them all. Yeah. I don't know. I just couldn't get into it. But I'm sure there's other, you know. Sure. There's other stuff. But the music's great. That's so good. Absolutely. Oh, man. Okay, so we're going to get into our main topic, but first, we're going to take a break. So. Uh, this is Meg Rand, this is Matt Mania, I'm here with Wonka David, and we'll be back in a second. Hey party people, it's Kate Murdoch here, and I want to talk to you about something real fresh, real new that myself and Meg Rand are doing now, and it involves you. 
The Fins, myself and Mega Ranch just launched a Patreon, a monthly way for you all to subscribe to us and what we do. For as little as one buck a month, you'll get free exclusive downloads, a guaranteed song a month, and if you pledge at the $10 level, you'll get a free project a month. Whether it be something we do together, whether it's something solo, a side project that I engineer or produce, it's guaranteed exclusive for you Patreon supporters. So, if you really like what we do, then this is the time to get down and join us. We are trying to bring back that Nintendo Fun Club vibe because this is essentially a fan club for the real fans. So check it out, patreon.com slash bits and rhymes. That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash bits and rhymes. And now back to your regularly scheduled program. Yo, this is Mega Rand, and I am back. We are at PAX East 2016, Boston, Massachusetts, sitting in the corner of the BCEC, <laughs> literally in the corner. But this place is big, so we had to find a quiet spot. I'm with Juan Cadavid of Fuse TV. What's up? And we're talking wrestling, we're talking games, we're talking all kinds of stuff. Now I want to talk wrestling. I always have a topic, so this topic today is the Intercontinental title. Now, in the past, the Intercontinental title has usually been, or at least to me, uh, you know, the second to the main event type of thing 100%. where the singles guy who gets this title is usually kind of poised for a big run and uh, in the company and usually winds up world champion eventually. Sure. You know, it's, it's been a stepping stone. Um, not just that, but there's been some epic feuds for the Intercontinental title throughout history. And most of those people have gone on to be former mm-hmm. world champs. I mean, I think about... You know, when I think Intercontinental title feuds, you know, there's just, there's so many, though, between the, there was Savage and Steamboat, there was Bret Hart and Austin, mm-hmm. you know, there was Rock and Austin, there was Owen Hart, Austin, like so many mm-hmm. really, really good Intercontinental Championship feuds. So, my favorite, when I think Intercontinental title, I always think Macho Man, because I think that's when I began following Macho is sure. when... You know, he was going for that Intercontinental title, and they was having great feuds. I think Jake the Snake and him had a, had a really great feud around that title as well. So, Intercontinental title, who do you think of when you think of that title first? And, uh, and where do you see it now? First person I think of, for some reason, is Mr. Perfect. Ah, okay. Um, even though, like, I mean, I love Mr. Perfect, but he's not one of my, you know, all-time favorites. Uh, obviously, I remember Macho Man. Because uh, the one thing I remember about Macho Man is the way he carried it to the ring, folded, <laughs> yeah. um, was the first time I had ever seen anyone carry the belt that way. That's so that's kind of synonymous with it. Mm. Um, but Mr. Perfect is the one I remember, because that's when I first started, I guess, really watching it. Um, mm, Mr. Perfect. Another guy, just great worker, you know, oh, always was a great absolutely. worker. I think could have done uh, some great things. Rest and those vignettes, man. Those vignettes. Oh, my God. I was about to talk about the vignettes. Remember when he throws the football to himself? Yeah. And uh, they have the real tight end. It's funny because I was, just a, such a, I was a, just as much of a sports mark then, too. Same here. So they had a real uh, tight end for the, uh, for the Vikings there watching him. And he threw the ball, and he catches it. And the tight end looks up like, it was perfect. You know? <laughs> Every throw to me was perfect. You know? Uh, such great vignettes, and he was an amazing in the ring. The perfect plex is mm-hmm. just an amazing move. It's just, it was just perfect. Yeah. And his like when he came out with the towel, with the gum, and you know mm-hmm. hitting it and like throwing the towel behind his back. Yes, like that small stuff. It just, it's so good. Uh, so he good. was so good. Is there? And now that we're talking about Mr. Perfect and just those little nuances, like, is there a guy today that mm-hmm. you can think of just off the top, like? That gives you those little nuances where you're like, man, you know, that's the thing he's gonna do, and that's the thing that's cool, and I see it every time, and I know it's there, but it's it's a cool thing, and I love it when he does it. The two people I come to mind with that are Ambrose mm. and Owens, okay, because they do such they do little subtleties that you notice that you're like, like uh, like those little things are not uh, things that they're projecting, mm-hmm. but you notice, mm-hmm. and especially us as fans for so long. Um, there's things Owens does that you're just like you laugh but you get why he's a heel because yeah. he does those things oh absolutely um, and Ambrose <laughs> is the same way like he does these things that you're just like that, you know like they make sense for the character mm-hmm. but they're genius because they're so subtle yeah one thing that's not subtle that Ambrose does is that uh, bounce off the rope thing where uh, he goes through the, through the ropes you know where he got that back. from right 
Where did he get that from? Uh, he got that from a British wrestler from our, a Ring of Honor from like the the late two thousands, Nigel McGuinness. Okay. He was like he was incredible. All right. And him and Daniel Bryan in Ring of Honor, they used to have amazing matches. Like they mm. were like, you know, like those matches are like you know history. Like people. Really? Yeah. Okay. Um, but I he, the, I, I unfortunately missed a lot of Daniel Bryan's best work, and so I I do love to go back on it and. Um, I feel bad, like almost, where uh, I had just come in when he won the title of Mania, you know, and I was just like, man, now that's it? Like, that's it? Come on, you know? So I, I went back and found a lot of his, like, work, and he was amazing. Uh, he's awesome. I talked to him. He's awesome dude outside the ring, yeah? super humble, yeah, but he, in that ring, he was incredible. And I, I mean, I feel bad because, you know, who wants to see a career cut short, especially a career of that caliber? Yeah. But I got to watch him in Ring of Honor a lot, you know, those nice. years coming up. Him with Punk and Samoa Joe. Like, I got to watch mm. him do all that really cool stuff. So at least I'm just like, you know what? At least I got to see a good bulk of it. I feel bad for people like you, fans like you, yeah. who only got to see the WWE side of it. Yeah. I, I go back, though, whenever I can. I watch a lot of old stuff. And that ROH stuff is just classic. Yeah, it's so good. So good. All right, so are you still in the ROH? Do you get a chance to I follow it, it um, loosely, I'd say. Like, I've been trying to go to a show, but they've blown up so much that, you know, those, those tickets go, they go. As soon as they go on sale, they're, like, they're like they're like gone. Yeah, they but go. I keep, you know, subreddit, like, on Squared Circle, like, you can't escape it. People post, you know, their best matches and, um, like, Right now, Dalton Castle is like mm. whatever I watch from Ring of Honor. He's like to me like the best thing they got going on. Nice, nice. All right, so Intercontinental Title Talk. Mm-hmm. So right now, the Intercontinental Champion is the Miz, right? Yep. Okay. Now we have I think we have a number one contender situation where Cesaro is mm-hmm. the guy who's going for it right now. Uh, Cesaro is a guy who's been in the company a while. Mm-hmm. It seems like he's kind of ready to get, yeah. get his run. And uh, so what are your thoughts on Cesaro? I'm, I, I love Cesaro. I think he's one of probably top five best wrestlers in the world. He's just, well, he doesn't ring. It's just, it's, for yeah. a man his size, it's, just, it's absurd. Yeah. Like, you're not supposed to be doing that. <laughs> right. Um, I'm, I'm so happy that he has this character now, this, like, 007 <laughs> yeah. slash Leon the Professional character that they're going mm-hmm. for. Um, I'm glad now he has that character to like, you know, dive into, sink his teeth into. Yeah. Um, I think he's, you know, he's getting a little more mic time as it seems, and Miz is the perfect person to go off of because Miz, people give him a lot of shit, but Miz is fucking good. He's great, man. He's great. And in this world today, where I, it's funny, I watch, um, I listen to a lot of the podcasts as well, and Jim Ross always says like, it's so hard to be a bad guy today. Yeah. Because everything, you know, it's hard to be a good guy as well, but but everybody's bad. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So it's hard to get a legit amount of heat. And Miz is the best at it probably oh. right now of just getting heat. Like, you just want to hate him. You want to see him get mm-hmm. his butt kicked every week. So it's great. And so, yeah, I think it's the perfect guy to Absolutely. bounce it off of. Um, one guy who kind of fell out of the scene really quickly was Zack Ryder. Poor Zack. Who had a, had a you know, <laughs> had his mania moment. And, um, yeah, took the L and then took the L in the rematch. So um, what do you think about Zack Ryder? Do you think he's I've, got another, got a run, another run in him? I mean, I hope so, but it doesn't look like it, man. Because mm-hmm. I, I feel like, you know, that, that Monday after Raw, I mean, I thought there's no way they're going to take it. I mean, they just gave it to him. They <laughs> just gave it to him. His dad was there. Yeah, like, I'm like, there's no way. He's probably going to have a nice little run. And then I thought the, the whole thing was going to lead to a Miz Ryder feud for, like, a pay-per-view or two. And then maybe Miz taking it later thereafter. Mm-hmm. I did not think it was going to happen so quick. No, they just fast um, forward. Yeah. That, like, let's um, go. I feel bad because I know how hard, like, if you've been following, like, he so, like, wants that opportunity to be at any spot on any the show, spot, basically. Really. He just wants to be on the show. I watched a lot of that Breaking Ground show on the network, and I was, like, really getting behind him. You know, he was, they put him in NXT, and he was rolling with the guy in Mojo Rowley for mm-hmm. a while, and he's just like, man, I'm just waiting for my call. I'm just waiting for my call, you know. And then to see him get that call, and then it's like, all right, go on, boom, you know. Uh, I felt really bad. Yeah. So, I don't know. I mean, maybe he's just happy getting that moment, you know, that WrestleMania moment. And we talk about that, like, that's all CM Punk wanted, yeah. apparently, was the WrestleMania <laughs> moment. So, <laughs> so you know, so don't over- underestimate it. Yeah, you know? totally. Like, it's a, it's a big thing. And they can't take it away from him. Like you it's can never take that away. You yeah. are a part of maybe a, a, a package of yeah. some sort holding that title on top of that ladder. So, it was fun while it lasted. Maybe we'll see him yeah. again. But um, I do think it's Cesaro's time, so I'm, I'm, I'm glad that that's, that's happening. 
Cesaro was putting on five-star matches. Oh. I went to a, a SmackDown. Him and Cena had one of the best matches I'd ever seen. I remember that match. But Cena was doing the, uh, the U.S. Challenge. So let's talk really quickly, although it's not Intercontinental title. Let's talk about the U.S. title. Oh. Like, what's, in your opinion, what's happening? What should be happening? <laughs> because um, right now, Kalisto is the U.S. title, and uh, he has the championship. And uh, I don't think he's been on TV. No. The last couple of weeks, honestly. So I don't know. What's, what's happening, and what do you think maybe should be going on with that title? I mean, unfortunately, I think it's just an afterthought right now, which is a shame because Cena did an incredible job mm-hmm. bringing that title up. As much yeah. as people like, you know, if you're not a Cena fan, you're not a Cena fan. But you can't, uh, you can't deny what he did with that title. He elevated it, um, unfortunately, until he got hurt. Um, but I, I feel bad because I think Kalisto's an awesome wrestler. You know, they're giving him the mic time to develop his character. Yeah. And, you know, he's doing well with it. I just think there's so much stuff going on on the grander scale with mm-hmm. Reigns and, you know, with the new people out coming in like Gallows and Anderson and... I just feel he's gotten lost in the shuffle mm. along with the belt, unfortunately, because they don't even defend it. You know, like, they haven't defended it. I mean, it was on the pre-show. It was the first match on the pre-show. I think it was on the pre-show. And half so like the stadium wasn't empty, in there yet. Half empty building. Well, that was partly their fault. That yeah. wasn't, I mean, they had a ticket problem at the, uh, the door or something. It was crazy. I watched that part on TV in line trying to get in the building. <laughs> oh, so, goodness. But, yeah, they, they had a, the POS system went down. So it wasn't their fault. But, yeah, like, giving it a pre-show, you know, thing, I think, I guess it's hard with so much talent. I mean, mm-hmm. they're in a you know they're in a bad but good problem where sure. they got too much good talent right now. So with that being said, Raw is three hours oh. with them having a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. What, how do you feel about the three-hour show? I think the three-hour show is just, it's exhausting because <laughs> um, they bring you up at the beginning a lot of times and then you come down, then they bring you up again at the turn of the hour and then you come down again and then by the end of the night it's just like. All right, let's get to the end. What's 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 going to be the end game for this whole episode? Um, yeah. And I feel like, in, correct me if I'm wrong, I don't know if you've noticed this, but I feel the crowd suffers from it too, that in the third hour, the crowd has just nothing left. Yeah, because it's literally at that point, the crowd's probably been there almost four hours. Yeah. They're doing pre-show main event stuff for maybe a half an hour. Sure. They're doing a bunch of matches. Uh, so, yeah, it can be exhausting, you know, and I think that, Especially when you bring them way up in the beginning mm-hmm. and you tell them something that's going to happen three hours from now. Yeah. <laughs> and now they just have to wait for it. So, I don't know. What do you how, you? how do you fix that? Do you cut the show shorter, split them into literally two shows, think about a brand split? Like, yeah. what, do you, what do you do? It's tough. I mean, I work, I've worked in TV my whole career, and um, I get why they do the three-hour shows because the sponsorships, like, that's, that all brings in money. Yeah. And when your network is telling you, like, this is what we want, you kind of have to do it. You get everything. Um, as far as splitting the show, I mean, I would love that they just like did something like they just renamed the first hour. Because you remember on Attitude Era, it was like the War Zone, War and then was the yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe they do something like that where the beginning is you know uh, a different kind of feel than the first, different types of matches than the first, different announcers, different maybe. announcers. Yeah, hmm. maybe not its own show, but something that shows that it's a separate part of you know the rest of the program. So hmm. like, you're not maybe too um, in and down with so much stuff. And they're not bringing you up and down and up and down. So, yeah. I mean, that's just a suggestion for me. Whoever, someone who probably works in TV is probably like, that's a horrible suggestion. Like, <laughs> we can't do that and we'll not do, do that. It. But, um, I mean, it's definitely, I can see why it's a tough situation. So, like, that's just me, you know, spitballing. What okay. do you think? I don't know, man. I, I, I would love to see, I think it's a really good idea. Just maybe having a first hour main event, you know, or that out that 90 minute mark main event. Mm-hmm. Like where the championship is going to be defended. And then the second hour, you get, you know, an intercontinental title match or something at the very end. I don't know. Something big to, to work people up to and then work them up to something else. But I do think I, I like the idea of maybe giving it a different feel. Maybe a brand split, you know, yeah. where it's like you're going to see these people the first hour. You're going to see these people the next hour. You're going to see these people the next hour. I don't know, man. But it is exhausting. It is. So I, I thank God for Hulu. And so I just watched my 90-minute oh, yeah. version. <laughs> And because uh, I usually miss it, I don't have cable. So, uh, but you know, and I'm like, man, I might miss something, but I don't know if you really miss yeah. anything. You know, sometimes I mean, maybe it's a good promo somebody cuts, but you're not missing a whole lot. Sure. Uh, SmackDown, I don't get the chance to catch as much, but I, when I do watch it, I think that the pacing is is good. I think that yeah. that's something that I would love to see in Raw. Yeah, more. and Morrow is, oh, oh, he's is so amazing. Good. He's so good. I love the fact that they're 
at least have him showing up on Raw mm-hmm. like he was backstage doing some stuff. So I would love to see him eventually, you know, maybe get the call up and, and do some do some bigger stuff because he's absolutely he's killing it, man. Yeah, he's no, he's so good. He's and I great. love Heel King is back <laughs> yes. for a, such a long time. And we had yeah, that had Face King. Yeah. It was like Tweener King. It was just like and ah. you could tell he was trying so hard to like oh, but now it's back to the old King. Yeah, I love we get it. old King back. I like that. I like that a lot. That's that's where it needs to be. He's got to have that heel announcer, and the guy who's down the middle. You know, so. Back to Intercontinental Championship. Um, now, I thought, and it's funny when you mentioned that Savage thing with him having the holding that belt with that kind of folded look. I can just picture that mm-hmm. moment, you know. So, Intercontinental title matches have, for a long time, been show stealers at, yeah. at uh, events and things. So, we got payback coming up. Any chance of Ms. Cesaro becoming a show stealer, you think? I think there's definitely a chance. Um barring what happens in the main event at the end. Yeah. But when you have Cesaro and anybody, I mean, and like I said, I, I really, like, I've, The Miz, to me, doesn't get enough credit for what he does. Mm-hmm. Um, he's incredible on the microphone and the character he, he plays. But he's got a lot better in the ring. Those AJ mm-hmm. matches with Miz were solid. really good, yeah. They were solid. Yeah, so I would good. not be surprised if they stole the show and told a really, really good story in the ring. Do you see Cesaro going over? Now, I don't think yet. I think they, they, they need to build. Because I've only seen one promo for them two in the same room with Maurice. And yeah. So I think maybe uh, Maurice, you know, little shenanigans. Little shenanigans. You know, sets up the next one. And mm-hmm. uh, maybe we get Cesaro at SummerSlam winning it or maybe before SummerSlam. Who knows? Um, mm-hmm. It's a long summer. Yeah, I mean, he literally just came back. Yeah. You know, so maybe they have time to work that in. Sure. Uh, I'd like to see it happen. I think Cesaro is worthy and... He's getting, he's getting there. He's getting ready. All right. So now we can talk about main event stories. We got Roman Reigns and AJ mm-hmm. and Payback happening. Um, this is a, a match that already was interesting to me, but uh, has now become even more interesting oh. with the addition of Anderson and Gallows um, attacking Roman. So how do you see this playing out? How do you see this playing out? This is my favorite part because I don't know. Like you could only speculate, know. right? That's why I'm excited. I just always wanted. I just want to yeah. be surprised. And they've added think... more feud to it with this whole Balor thing, losing to Joe at a house Dude, show, Balor and then Balor is, Balor is the greatest tease in he wrestling. Is. He's so good at Did that. Did you see the video of him like outside the venue going like, "See you on Monday," see and it's you like, on "Come Monday. on, like, why would you do that?" Oh, yeah, he's such a tease. He's like holding up people's signs. Yeah, like, hey, bring back the and his, club. Yeah, and his Twitter and like all that stuff. Like he's he's, he's so good with that. Such so, a tease. Yeah, I don't. Do I you don't, think that's just him? Just you know, just being that way. Like just to start some rumors going. Is he maybe being fueled to give him something, or is he maybe just going off the rails a little bit? Like, how do you feel? Like, is that just him just giving you something? Like, all right, well maybe you know, just like keep tuning in. You know. Yeah, I think it's a little a lot of that. Also, keep that buzz going. Keep the you know internet talking, and honestly, that makes you want to watch this payback pay per view. It really because does. he keeps like setting it up, setting it up, teasing and teasing, and then when you when you add that to what happened on Raw, and it, it's just you know you can't help but think something's going down. And with AJ and something's Roman, gotta something's got to give. Something's got to give. Because he you know Roman's not full blown heel yet. They're like you know they're they're planting the seed. AJ is one of the most over guys in the company. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely something's got to give. Something's got to give. Now there's so many ways this can go. Oh. So many potentials, like scenarios, and they all make me kind of excited. You know, um, if if Roman goes full heel, if AJ just goes full heel, and they just you know screw him out of mm-hmm. his time. Out of anything interesting could happen. Like there's so much cool stuff. The wildest scenario I've heard is that Roman winds up leading I've heard that. A, a new Bullet Club, and they all just turn on AJ. Then maybe Finn comes and helps AJ, uh-huh. and now you got a, like a, two, like a little bit of a stable rivalry. I don't know. But there's so many things that can happen. But you know what? I know what happens when I get my hopes up, because I did it at WrestleMania. Exactly. Superman punch. <laughs> One, two, three. Roman Reigns wins. I, I, I'm prepared to not be surprised, sure. honestly. Because uh, you know, but you get your hopes up. So, real quick, WrestleMania thoughts. What did you What did you think of Mania? Uh, it was too long, man. And I wasn't there. You were there. I was there. And it was too long for me on my couch. It dragged on, man. Because I, I, when when you're watching a show and 
all you can think about is, I've been sitting here for five hours watching the show. <laughs> it, you know, that means the show's not keeping you locked, you yeah, know, yeah. your attention. So, Absolutely. Uh, number one, that was my first thought. Um, that main event, well, I loved how the crowd was voicing, you know, their opinion for Roman and that the fact that they still are just too stubborn to not switch things up, even though they did last year um, mm-hmm. and the year before that, basically. And this yeah. year they were just like, no. Um, like enough of this. Yeah, um, that women's match to me was the highlight. I just, yeah. I love all those three women. They're yeah. incredible, and that was my highlight. Yeah, I think so for me too. Now, really quick, uh, I feel like a lot of, and I, I got to ask this on the podcast, so I just want to know your opinion. I think um, opinions are rather, um, I guess, storyline consistency has oh. become a thing because, as you know, <laughs> at WrestleMania, Shane McMahon is fighting for the control of the company. He loses in a valiant effort, and then the next day he's he won apparently because now he's running the company. Um, AJ lost his match, great match with Jericho. Mm-hmm. Winds up number one contender. Yeah, you know, so some things have ha- are happening. Or do you what what's going on? Is that a little bit of fan service from the WWE, or they're like, nah, forget what you saw at Mania, new season, new day, like sure. kind of thing. Like let's just start this over. Like what do you think? Why why is Shane running Raw? <laughs> I will be honest with you, I have no idea. I when that when that when that happened, I you know I usually text you know one of my best friends who's a mm. huge fan, and I go, so then what the hell were the last two months about? Yeah, like it's just it's while it was a great raw and it's awesome you know to a refreshing thing to not see Triple H and Stephanie there. It's also begs the question like so then what was the point of having was it just for filler was that like a you know like a filler for the pay per view if so like why did you put them against the Undertaker then if mm-hmm. it's just it's mind boggling I can't I to, I can't figure it out I, I have no clue uh, so how do you feel about Shane being the uh, the heel the you know heel commissioner so to speak or the uh, the face guy who is running the show. Mm-hmm in favor of the crowd, I suppose. Sure. So how do you feel about that? I mean, I feel like that's always been a role reserved for, for a bad guy. But uh, how do you think Shane's doing in that role? Um, I, li- I mean, it's refreshing. It's good to see him on a weekly basis because yeah. I love Shane. Shane's awesome. Shane's great. Um, I think it's great. And it's, I kind of feel like it's an insinuation of a little of like uh, damage control of people being really <laughs> upset at Mania mm-hmm. and then being like, all right, let's just give them the guy they want and give them most of the matches they want. So they kind of forget that we kind of hose them at Mania. <laughs> I feel like that's kind of, you know, the thing going off. And I then, feel that way, too. I'm like, you guys like AJ, right? All right, let's put him in, yeah. in the main event, you know. You guys like Shane, right? He's on TV every week now, you know. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe that was a filler match, you know, with Cena being hurt mm-hmm. and all those other injuries. They were just like, take her knees an opponent. Sure. And he can't lose. So <laughs> here we go. <laughs> You know, so who's going to take the loss? And that was Shane. Yeah. So, I don't know. I was just like, but, you know, I guess wrestling fans are supposed to have short memories, so I shouldn't complain too but much. But we don't. But we don't, though. That's the we, thing. We don't. We want some consistency a little bit. I don't know. But I feel like After Mania was like the beginning of a new season. Sure. You know, I felt like this was the be- this is the equivalent of like a season premiere. And it was like all these new guys, like NXT, like Move Up Day, all these cats are out. So who are you excited about that's come up? Um, I like Apollo Crews a lot. Um, you know, formerly Yuha Nation on the Independence. I think he's you know, inc- like his athleticism is scary. Yeah, it's nice. It's it's you know he has a great look. Um, I would like to see him. You know, who am I to say? But like, I would like to see him just get better at talking on the mic. Mm-hmm. Even though they haven't given opportunities much no, to do it, but like he needs a character. Like we get how freaky athletic he is, but. We need, and they started to pull out the vignettes of like, you know, his dream was to wrestle and, you know, he's always just want to be a champion and his father's from Africa. That stuff is great because, you know, you invest in that character. As long as they keep, you know, getting that character off the ground, I think he's going to do great. So I'm looking forward. And just watching him have matches with, you know, the rest of the roster, it's fresh. Mm -hmm. Um, If they put him in with a good heel, I think, you know, it'll be great. Enzo and Cass, man, like I'm from Queens, I'm from New York, so Cass is like, I'm a big fan of his because yes. he's from Queens, mm-hmm. and Enzo is just, dude, Enzo, his, he debuted and already he just like top five on the mic on that roster. Top five, yeah. I mean, like, that was like, I hadn't seen anything like that since like Vintage Rock, like, Yeah. seriously, like that guy on the mic was gold, like that promo against the Dudleys mm-hmm. was some of the best stuff I'd ever seen, top five. Yeah, and like, you know, the delivery, the... Mm-hmm. 
you know, the gusto, the swag, like he, like he's that dude. You he's know what I mean? It, like you, you could it. tell they're not writing it for him. No, it's just I'm sure. Which is which is crazy because he's a new, you know, the new quote unquote new guy on the roster. Yeah. But I'm super excited to see what you know happens with them and tag the tag team division right now is. It's hot. They got they got a lot of good tag teams now, which is good. I think for a while it was a little stale. Oh so, yeah. So New Day, I don't even know if they have a match at Payback. Like, what's going on with that? Yeah, I don't know what's going on with New Day. Um, I think they're on a flight, like a holding pattern right now, mm-hmm. because, I mean, they're waiting for their number one contender. Maybe they'll commentate at Payback while the match is going on. Huh. But I can't imagine. I mean, the way I see it happening is, you know, Dudley's come out, Schmaz, you know, cost. Enzo and cast the match, and then we get Vaudevillains and New Day because you know Vaudevillains are the heels, mm-hmm. New Day are you know to say babyface is like you know an understatement. Yeah, and you can't give us Enzo and Cass versus New Day a month into not, them debuting like that's not like yet. that is huge. That's big. That's SummerSlam so, maybe. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be a big one. Huh. All right, that's interesting. I, I I find it weird. I don't know. I I put a lot of emphasis on these belts and you know or championships rather. They don't sure. call them belts, but um. I put a lot of emphasis on them, so I'm always worried about how the titles are being treated and how they're being viewed on pay-per-views. And so I'm always conscious of that. So I'm like, why is there no U.S. title match? Why is there no tag team title match? Why is the Intercontinental title match first? Like, why? I'm, I'm always yeah. thinking that. So I don't know. Do you think that now just titles don't matter as much? Or is it just, I don't know, like, is it something that's just not a thing where I shouldn't be thinking that? I just feel that they don't really care about them. Mm. So we kind of... Not that we don't care, but it's like, well, they don't care about them. It's unfortunate. I think we should be caring about them because, you know, then why have a championship? Yeah. Um, well, they're like, hello, it's fake. Like, it doesn't matter who's wearing the belt. It's fake. I don't know. Like, is that a, I don't know. Like, it seems like it's not I mean, a thing. Anymore. Tell one of them when they win a championship <laughs> if it's fake. Because you could tell, like, right. you know, the emotion they get when they oh, win. Yeah. So that's, that's tell them it's emotion. fake, you know. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, so that's why I wanted to focus on the, the title matches, particularly in a continental title. I'm hoping to see it return to prominence. Um, and uh, I don't know, maybe uh, I think Cesaro could be that guy once he, once he gets it. Sure. At some point, I think he will. All right, I'm going to wrap up, but I'm going to wrap up with a couple rapid-fire questions. Oh, yes, let's right. go. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Uh, best tag team ever. Uh, Dudley Boys, to me. Okay. Of course, to you. Yeah. Um, Best two-player video game ever. (sighs) Turtles in Time. Yes. Best online game ever. Oh, crap. Oh, man, you stumped me with that one. Best online. What's the most (sighs) fun online? I'm going to go with Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Okay. Because me and my friends absolutely annihilated people in that game. Okay. All right. Good pick. Good pick. I dig the Modern Warfare games. Um, What is the best? Dang, I just lost my question. (laughs) Shoot. Best video game console of all time. Super Nintendo. I don't even have to think. Hands down. Best library ever. Oh. Oh, man. Best controller ever. Oh, DualShock. I love mm-hmm. that controller. I, it, just, it just feels right to me. With a close second being the 360 Xbox. That one felt really good, too. It did. It felt good. First one was too blocky. Yeah. Oh, my God. That, got, that beast? Oh, God. It was just, it's just oh, it's an atrocity. Uh, best portable system ever? Uh... I'm going to go with Game Boy Advance, man. Mm. Game Boy Advance was, I mean, I have so many memories in that because I started working when that kind of came out. So, like, I would take that everywhere with me for my lunch breaks and all that good stuff. I feel you. So, on that. that to me is my favorite one. That's when I played my first Pokemon game. It mm. was uh, Pokemon Gold on uh, Advance. All right. And best hip hop album of all time. Oh, my God. <laughs> I can see why I left I that think, one for last. That's for last. Oh, Lord. You can even split it up. You can go, like, East oh, Coast, man. West Coast, Southern, and Midwest if you need to. Okay. Holy crap. West Coast, I have to go with The Chronic. Okay. Just because that, to me, I it, it's ridiculous how many times I listen to that record. All right. Um, East Coast, that's where I'm from. I'm from New York. 
Yeah. Oh my god, I'm such a big Nas fan that it's ridiculous. Alright. Um, so I might have to go with the cliche Illmatic, but is it cliche? Because it's one of the it's fucking a, best pieces of hip hop. Brilliant. Yeah. Piece of art, like so. It's not necessarily cliche. Um, Midwest. Does Detroit count as Midwest? Because yeah, Midwest, absolutely. I gotta go with Marshall Mathers LP. Ooh, yes. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And South, I might have to go with uh, Scarface, The Fix. That I fucking love oh, that album. I was just listening to that on my drive up here. That's crazy. Guess yeah. who's back? Oh, oh my block. What? Uh, I thought he was going to say The Diary, which is another classic. Oh, yeah. All right. Okay. Good stuff. Yeah. All right. Tell the people how they can get in touch with you if they need to argue with you about sure, your choices. Sure, sure. <laughs> so um, uh, you could follow me on Twitter at Juan Conqueso, J-U-A-N-C-O-N-Q-U-E-Z-O. Mm. Uh, like Megaran mentioned, I am a producer at Fuse TV. You can check out myself at Fuse.TV. And we also have a podcast called Back of the Class, where basically... You know, conversations like this one where we talk about, you know, mostly hip-hop stuff and comic. I'm like the nerd of the panel. It's me, my coworker Esteban, and the uh, writer for our website, Zach Dion. And we usually start talking about hip-hop because that's what we do. We're journalists for the most part, and we all love hip-hop. But I'm the nerd of the crew, so I always, you know, talk about, you know, comics or, you know, what superhero movies are coming up that I'm excited for, uh, video games that I'm excited for. Wrestling. Wait, you into comics too? Oh, I'm super into comics. Oh man, best graphic novel ever. <sighs> Dark Knight Returns. Woo! Thank you. I almost said Watchmen, but Dark Knight Returns is yeah, they're close. For and me. I'm Batman to me is my end all, okay. be all. So yeah, I don't want to get into that movie. So, oh no 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 no! no. So me. that would be another podcast. No. We're not going to talk about Batman Superman movie. Only if your name is Martha. Is your is your mom's name Martha? No. Okay, so then we can't. Then we, can't talk about it. <laughs> we can't bond on that. All right. So <laughs> can I? Can I just say this was like super awesome experience, and dude? Thank you for being. Doing no, this, man, man, it's a pleasure for me. I'm a, I'm a big fan of yours. Thank I'm you. glad I got to link up with you and interview you. I'm you know, too, keep man. an eye out for the interview on Fuse TV. Yeah, should be out very soon. And um, you're awesome, man. Thank you so much, Juan. I appreciate you. We're shaking hands. You can't see. It. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, last thing, I have my guests leave with a rap song or any song. Mm. That mentions wrestling or a wrestler, and there's a million of them. So I already got mine. I've used a few. You can't do the Macho Man rap album. Okay. I think I've done that twice. Um, there's a few, but what would be your pick? Killer Mike, Ric Flair. Ah. That song. If you are a wrestling fan, if you've never heard it, go listen to it. If you're a rap fan and don't like wrestling. Go listen to it. That song is incredible. Well, you're about to listen to it because I'm about to play it. Yeah. Yo, it's Meg Rand. Special guest, Wonka David. Thank you so much. It's Matt Mania. As always, keep your shoulders off the mat, and I will see you somewhere. Peace. Check my tour dates and all that good stuff. MegaRand.com. Make sure you're on iTunes and favoriting, subbing, and telling seven friends, or you'll get some kind of weird rash. All right, y'all. <laughs> Uh, Matt Mania, we out. I'm going on tour, and I'm going to show anybody out there that thinks for one second that maybe I'm second-guessing myself that I am the greatest of all time forever and ever. One surprise. One surprise. I'm back. To make it out the ice cold streets of the city You better have a Christopher Word game with it You better have a dance game similar to Diddy Or play beat baller but a rim like Smitty Josh, Chris, Bosh, Paul, Gasol Or any other nigga that ball and tall I used to sell it white as Paul Wall Gave my young boy three of them in the mall And he gon' bring me 75k back tomorrow You know what big about you know what bigger do? Ice water in my veins, hard pumping igloo. I'm familiar with the money, so who the fuck is you? What the fuck you do? Where the fuck you from? Who you knowing? Somebody get this nigga, I don't know him. And I'm about to jet off on his ass like a Boeing. Going, 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 gone. So, you don't like the prestige that I have in life? You don't like the notoriety? You didn't trust the fact that I got more The way I want it.
to make it out the ice cold streets of the city. Your mind state gotta be as wicked as fitted. Can't love life, suckle in on mama's titty. Cause life is a bitch and a bitch ain't with it. You gotta have faith, living life on bigger. I'm ready to die for the money. Who is with me? Life at the death, hey, this must be hell. I asked for six figures, God gave back self. I'm on my way to heaven in a portion 911. Buried in my car and I'm surrounded by a harem Surrounded by my brethren, my funeral is legend Buried like a pharaoh with my jewelry in the desert The government that hate me like Jesus, but fuck em. I did it for the grind, I did it for the hustle I did it for the people on the bottom in the struggle I did it for my comrades, did it cause I love them Custom made, brother, wow. and I mean custom made From the alligators to the all I can see you right here Rick Flair, there's only one and I don't care if it's Tokyo, Japan, Greensboro, Richmond, Charlotte, North Carolina, Asheville, Atlanta, Georgia, Charlotte, LA. I'm the man that's making it possible. To make it out the ice cold streets of the city, you gotta politic your situations like Clinton. If you chase power, you ain't gotta chase women. So take some advice, take cash over ass. When you get money, you ain't gotta take shit. So long as you broke, she ain't gotta take dick. Capiche? Know what motivate your beast? Capiche? Pay the mortgage or the pussy up for lease? Capiche? Church ladies going gaga for the Gucci. Yeah. Got two niggas menacing for some Louis. Yeah. I'm with the keys, get acquainted with Alicia. And every other girl named Rihanna wanna meet ya. They in it for the money, got the swag of the features. Pretty parasites might suck you like leeches. Just some information for a student from a teacher. Real life shit, I might bigger. Nice to meet ya. Gone. At Delta, the girls call me cool. At Eastern, the girls call me Slick Rick. And all the other women around the world just say, oh, there goes the man. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.